0: I'd like to have
1: course, my brothers in arms, Andy Soames. Andy, how are you, my friend? Good to see you again. Um, well, listen I'm to good,
2: thanks, General. Yeah, going really, really good. Yeah, right. no worries at all.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Ethan, you're uh, with us as well for this one. Thanks for coming on board, mate, for another bit of a chat today.
3: Hey, boys. G'day to all the listeners out there. Another Fortnight has passed, more news to have a chat about, so looking forward to having a way with you blokes.
1: Got to goes quick, is it Always just me, fun. or does it seem to, these weeks have just been going really goddamn fast?
2: No, yeah. it has been going <laughs> fast.
1: I thought you were going to disagree <laughs> with us, you know. like, and yeah, No, yeah, no,
2: It's freaking mental. No, it has, it's eh? It's a freaking asylum out there at the moment.
1: Yeah, just, these weeks have been flying through, and it's freaking, it's cold and dark, and I fucking hate this. I hate winter. Here I am sitting here doing the fucking show with my fucking pajamas on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a special one for the members only. There you go. <laughs> I just couldn't be fucked. It's one of those days, boys. Like I was saying before, I just couldn't be asked. It's just I'm. I was almost. I was so close to just going. Oh, you know what? Let's leave it a week. You know. But I'm like, no. Nah, it's been two weeks already because time has just flown by. That we better get on. Just cover a few things of what's been happening the last fortnight as well. Um, mood. We'll set that aside. I'm in a bit of a whatever kind of who gives a fuck kind of mood tonight, but whatever, who cares? Doesn't matter. But for, talk about freezing bloody conditions, eh? It has been so cold lately. I, I did a screenshot as well. Now everyone, people think it's bloody always hot and, and sunny and warm all year round here in good old Brisbane, Vegas. And definitely not the case. Uh, when was that taken? Here we go. Monday six at 6.20 a.m. on Monday. The week, just week, just gone. It was one degree. Feels like point nine. So there you go, minus 0.9. One degree in the morning here at Browns Plains. Fuck me, it gets cold here. Ugh.
3: Yeah, very cold up here. Yeah. For up here, it's pretty cold.
1: It is. Yeah, so I mean, like for Queensland, that that's goddamn freezing. Um, it was. It yeah, was cold Tuesday night when that when that rain came in. Oh yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. and um, yeah, it's 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 colder. It was colder outside that time of the morning than it is in your fridge because your fridge is usually about 4 degrees, you know what I mean? So, crazy stuff. Uh, but let means talk about, talk about weird weather events. Let me um, let me bring up the Telegram video here as well. I'll share this one shortly. But down in Byron Bay, and I wanted to sort of just, just to bring this up with you fellas and, and the listeners as well, because I thought this was kind of weird. The article coming out of Yahoo News, link will be in the show notes as always. Snow hits Byron Bay in a rare weather event. Very dramatic. Well, you gotta love all the fucking headlines anyway. Wednesday, 13th of July, so it was just after that really cold day we were talking about up here on that Tuesday, even the Monday was cold. But they reckon they reckon Byron Bay, which is the most eastern point right on the coast, they apparently had what they call snow. But I mean in, in the article it says that it was hail, but uh, folks, have a look in the, uh, at the link that I'm gonna put up there. The members I'm gonna show you with video as well. well, you guys can probably, well, let me quickly screen share it and you can see it. Let me have a look here, it's not sharing. Let's make this a little bit bigger, hang on, hopefully. There we go, make it a little bit larger for everyone. Now, everyone has seen what a hailstorm looks like. Uh, We get them quite a lot up here, of course, in good old Vegas. These pictures of Byron Bay on the coast, copping this time of year. Snow, yeah, that kind of makes sense to me, I guess. But hail, no, you don't really get hailstorms this time of year. That's not common at all. And let's have a look at this video here. You don't need sand or anything, but... This guy walking around on it. You don't walk around on hail like this. We've seen videos of hail. Everyone knows what the hail looks like. This is like a snowstorm. Tiny, tiny little bits of, of ice. Very strange. Now, a lot of people have been saying that um, they're getting a lot of spraying. Let me just stop sharing there quickly. So all the members got to see that little video there as well. Um, Yeah, lots of spraying happening along the East Coast lately, of course, happening pretty much all year. We've been seeing the results of heavy spraying, uh, lots of flooding, lots of weird weather events happening over certain areas, of course, in areas where the spraying has just been conducted. I don't know what to make of this. It just seems very strange. Apparently it's never been seen before and there was no damage. they talk about it in the article as well. Of course, whenever there's a hailstorm anywhere, there is lots of damage. Millions of dollars worth of damage almost every single time there's a hailstorm. Uh, but this, there was nothing. There was no damage to anything. It was like sleet, like just a strange weather event. Um, Andy, what do you reckon, mate? This, I just wanted to bring this up. Just uh, We were talking about the cold, weird kind of cold weather. Hail or snow, let's say, in um, Bay Bay? What's going on, man? Very strange.
2: Yeah, look. Uh, it is really really strange at this time of the year because um, you know it it's uh, hail is only produced from hot earth's surface right yeah. so you need the actual uplift from the earth's surface to actually like push it up into the very cold atmosphere and of course we're in the middle of winter so it doesn't how does how would mm-hmm. that even happen mm. so you know that's that's the only way that it can happen. So, yeah, I mean, to to have a closer look at something artificial, like, is warranted because, you know, in these really, really cold temperatures, there isn't going to be enough, you know, like like um, warm air to actually, like, push it up into the higher atmospheres. It's just mm. impossible. And you're right on so, there, Andy.
1: So it says here on... on... This is on the NOAA website. Severe Weather 101. What is hail? Hail is a form of precipitation consisting of solid ice that forms inside thunderstorm updrafts. Hail can damage aircraft, blah, 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 blah. Hail is is formed when raindrops are carried upward, like you said, by thunderstorm updrafts into extremely cold areas of the atmosphere and freeze. Hailstones then grow by colliding with liquid water that drops and freezes in it. Hailstones, uh, and then they drop on the surface. Um... There you go. So that's that's just a basic. of anyone can look that sort of shit up as well. But you're right. Um, there was no storms. Yeah. There was no So how, like, does, how does that happen? Exactly. Where was this warm yeah. air to kind of do all that? Very strange. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it definitely deserves especially uh, um, more investigation,
2: especially on the close to uh, like especially on the coast like that, because you don't get that extreme hot uplift like on the coast usually.
1: No. No. Um, not, it, not this it, time usually, of
2: year, you know? N- not this time of the year, no, definitely not. Mm. So.
1: Strange. Uh, um, Ethan, yeah. I'll just cross over to you. What do you reckon? What's your thoughts on this very strange kind of weather event that we're seeing? I know we're having a lot of cold weather, yes, but uh, it, it looks like snow. I think it's snow, but hail? Come on, what's going on? Odd.
3: Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like hail, does it, General? No. I mean, we talk about cold weather and stuff, like even down to where my family sort of originates from, central New South Wales, when you get down there and it's the chilly minus four mornings and everything, there would just be sort of ice sort of layers on the car or on the ice, you mm-hmm. know, just sheets of ice. Mm-hmm. Snow is not really a common thing, even in places like that where it gets to minus four and stuff. You have to go further down south. You have to go in the mountains of Tasmania and stuff to experience real cold weather further down in Victoria, you know. Yeah. Up here, to see that as, as, su- as certainly as high as Byron Bay, that is really unusual. And mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't look like hail. It definitely looks like snow. And I think it's all related, General, the same way that we're having unprecedented conditions here just in Queensland getting down to you know almost zero degrees, which is, which is really bad. And we never had a summer. We're not the sunshine state anymore, are we? <laughs> it rained all through summer. It rained all through autumn with flooding, and now we've just gone into a cold winter, the weather's been changing now. Is it being changed artificially or is it a result of climate change? We can discuss that, but you can see that the weather is is definitely reacting or the cycles are definitely reacting to being influenced by something or could be nature, whatever you want to argue. But you can see that we're going through unprecedented weather events for this, this time. Mm. And it's so, you know, it's so dramatic. You look back and people talk about cycles that have happened. You know, there was infernos in Victoria in the 1940s and the late 1800s. It was really hot and stuff. But what you don't see through those cycle periods, which is what I've always been a proponent for in opposition to man-made climate change is this is just a cycle. Things get heated up and stuff. What you don't see back in those historical records is this frequent changing, almost like the weather's moody. Mm. It goes from really hot fires to flooding. It's really extreme. It's almost like it's a combination of the natural cycles, which may occur every 100 years, whatever that they're trying to disguise as global warming and what have you for the green agenda, combined with what we've seen down the east coast of australia with geoengineering it's causing this erratic weather behavior Mm. and this is what we're seeing in byron bay in my estimation
1: yeah yeah definitely i always wonder too if there's anything to do with um you know a lot of the emf stuff i'm just just throwing it out there there's so many more towers and all that sort of stuff that's been putting around and emf is blasting constantly more and more you know more and more towers all the way up the coastline all the way in these areas combining that with you know a lot of this aerosol particulate spray matter that's been going on as well, you know, is, that, is this EMF that's been pumping out from the land, you know, it's it's obviously going out in a, in an outward way to spread out for telephone communications and whatnot, but some of that's obviously going to be radiated upwards, I'm guessing, I don't know, just a theory so. I'm if that's got anything to do with it because that's only happened in the last, you know, 20 years. We've had more and more of this EMF getting pumped out there all the time. And yet, and in the last, you know, however many five to 10 years, with the advent of, I mean, someone can go on your TOTT news website and look at even just the 5G rollout, for example. I mean, like, there's so many more yeah. towers all the time. There's another tower there. Even Kras, Adam of talks about too. He's going for a walk in the park. Oh, there's another tower there. Where'd that come from, you know? I mean, does the wonder if this is got, having to do with fucking up certain weather systems and patterns and, you know old school shit that you people would grow up and sing, oh, well, this time of year we just get a bit of rain and, you know, it goes down the coast and whatnot. But no, now we're getting weird storms that are producing, you know, hail, which is like snow, in Byron Bay of all places, you know, which is right on the east coast and it's quite up far north. It's only just put down below Queensland, folks. It's not that far away. You yeah. know, I mean, we can get there in about an hour and a half, I think, or two hours it takes to get there from Queensland, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's most eastern point too, so it's just strange. I you know, I'm just wondering... Andy, I might ask you first. Do you reckon is EMF perhaps playing a part in some of these weird weather events we're starting to see, as well as combined with some of this other stuff? I think it's a possibility. What about yourself?
2: Um, yeah. Look, anything's a possibility, man. I mean, you know,
1: I can't. back We've got to
2: be. Uh, mine, uh, mine's got to be open to it. I, I'm. I don't think so. Um, but I, I'm sort of be more leaning towards like. Um, what what the aircraft are spraying it seems to be fairly regular, oh, like yeah. thing that is like certain low level we, spraying so that's and
1: sort of spray. heavily documented too.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'd be looking much much more closely at that, um, and it could mm. be something to do with you know the spraying thing. It could be something to do with the way the atmosphere clumps, you know, like water molecules together and and freezes it as well i'd be leaning more towards all of that sort of thing Mm. um whereas before like winter time you know it's obviously a moist air being byron bay
1: Um, what what i'm saying this picture this picture you've got you know wherever there was no towers and things the only thing you've got creating heat patterns and so forth would be the sun you know warming the earth up in the daytime and, and that heat is obviously then radiated without goes back up to the sky in the evenings and afternoons and stuff but put up a big bunch of towers around you right and they're blasting EMF in all directions and stuff and that's probably also ionizing the air around it and stuff and perhaps on some sort of whatever level is maybe energetically you know energizing these these parts of the the air in, in weird weird spots that it's not used to and it's causing different uplifts and currents of air get changed in certain directions I don't know there's to me it just seems like that's a possibility that that could be happening because we're seeing more and more towers everywhere and stranger we weird kind of weather patterns and things happening i do think it's definitely largely the the spraying stuff but i don't know to me that i could be wrong and i'm just spitballing here. and i'd like to hear what the listeners think too if, if i'm onto something maybe someone's research is i don't know maybe it's a thing but you know let us know drop yeah. us a line and let us know to me it seems like a possibility it's not out of the realm of of possibility i don't think so and I don't mind you disagreeing. Is... That's fine. It's all good. I was just
2: no, yeah. no, no. Oh, look, I'm not a, I'm not disagreeing or agreeing because I just, I, I don't have enough like um, information about it. But uh, any, anything's possible. Mm. And this this lunatic asylum that we are living like, I'm just, I'm open my mind's open for, mm. for any sort of information about these things. But, um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, Ethan, just, does that
1: I think... does that make sense to you? Does that Do you think that's a possibility too, that this could be happening? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? What's going on?
3: Yeah, no, it certainly raises some questions, General. Um, I'm not entirely sure for, for certain, um, but we can definitely see the effect that EMF has had on the world. So there's lots of evidence talking about how a lot of animal populations can no longer sort of sense the world bees and a lot of flying insects and stuff stuff have been disrupted the natural world has been altered and affected by it and it would make sense that with the increasing technological grids that we have everywhere and all of these things that are in the sky and towers everywhere that it could disrupt Mm -hmm. um The way that things move we already know that emf signals can be disrupted by weather modification dr tj coles did a great article on tott news a couple years ago talking about um how military enhanced jet trails can affect signals and how that you know weather modification is used also as a weapon of war not just to influence the weather and the environment and they it here to a united states air force Um, project which we'll leave links for people to check out and it talks about the attenuation of electromagnetic radiation by haze, fog, clouds and rain. So it goes into electric magnetic frequencies and how these need to be manoeuvred through the weather Mm. right? so that it doesn't influence, so that planes aren't influenced, so that sophisticated things aren't influenced, we can see that electromagnetic radiation in these radiation fields um, do need to be regulated in the way that they don't influence the environment. So what's going on now? Is it, is it just gone out of control mm. and it's not much regulation on things like 5G and stuff and we've gone beyond that tipping point because this is an old study? you know. I don't know. I'll have to look into it for sure. But you yeah, can certainly see eh? yeah. there is um, a lot of um, sort of things that you can infer that that it would definitely yeah. influence the natural world around us, like weather.
1: I love a good inference, you know. You. <laughs> if you could find, the, if you go, if you've got the link handy, put that in the chat for me, mate. I'll put that in the show notes for folks to read as well. For sure. Um, but I'll just quickly yep. do a screen share once again. Just have a look at this one, listeners. Uh, sorry for the members viewing. I mean, I'll describe it here as well. But uh, here we go. We've got the. Uh, there's a reason why they've done this, and we'll, we'll throw it around just quickly before we move on to the next topic, but here we go, Great Britain, the old school map, what it used to look like in summer, you know, just the land, no no, no changes in what the land looks like, and it, on the other side, the new style weather forecast they're using now in the news, uh, making it look you know look red and dark red patches and lighter over here on this area, and you know, they're really trying to manipulate what it looks like, so that the the viewer is looking at this, going, "Oh, you know, it's, it's that looks really severe and it's quite harsh, and I'm seeing I'm seeing red." You know, they use color for man- emotional manipulation. We've talked about that on the show before. So yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're designing it to make it look like this. You know, it's it's, it's a heat wave over there. It's you know, it's a catastrophe. Look at it all. We're we're suffering through. <sighs> 30 and 33 degree heats Oh, <laughs> that's kind of like mild summer temperatures over here but I mean you, know, you can see what they're trying to do folks um, for the members who are watching but uh, you kind of get the drift there um, more manipulation of the masses there just trying to control what people are kind of seeing in the news and when they see that kind of harsh red colours and stuff they're going to think oh, oh climate change you know they just link it all together anyway all right, I'll stop that one there uh, anyway, just crazy stuff like that. That's what we're seeing. Someone's messaging me. Was that you and you boys or was that me? Oh, is that the link? Is it? Thanks, man. Sorry, I closed the chat, so I didn't didn't see it pop up.
3: Just me in the background. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Lurking in the that. background. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All
1: right. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit now. But that's funny. If I could Sorry. just add something Please about do. That. Yeah, I forgot that's to throw hilarious. it to
3: you boys. Yeah. You see what I mean? That's... That really, <laughs> that really is hilarious, this um, hysteria that they're trying to do and it really coincides with a, an article that I saw that I've shared and it actually... The UK's Met Office, because of this unprecedented oh, heat wave, General... I, I was going to
1: cross that and I completely forgot. That was the other one I was looking for on yours. Sorry, brother. Keep going.
3: Yeah, well, it ties in perfectly. I was going to mention it anyway because yeah. it ties in perfectly. They've issued a red alert for heat not only that it's a massive heat wave and that climate change is causing all of this, which, as you can see from the charts and you just discussed that they're manipulating things. It's just the old weather that's new. You know, it's just people... You speak to people from 30 years ago. Yeah, we've had this weather. But now, not only are they pinning it on climate change, they're also saying that this causes <laughs> blood clots, aren't they? <laughs> and it even says... Experts say the current prolonged heat wave, especially the tropical nights where temperatures remain above 20 degrees, (laughs) could be even more deadly.
1: Well, we're all history, aren't we, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Come summer here in Brisbane, you go to bed in 24 degrees if you're lucky, you know what I mean? 100%.
3: So if you can see there, General, there's already 637 comments on that post (laughs) where everyone is that has lived in Australia for more than one year of their life and has experienced higher than 20 degrees through the nights all the time and haven't experienced blood clots, we're having a big old laugh about this in Australia, but over there they're freaking out. Not only are we experiencing this unprecedented heat wave, but – it's also causing the blood clotting. Oh, my God, General. There you go. Look Unreal, that. isn't it?
1: Yep, yep. We're all going to die. Well, that, it, you know, that, that just spells doomsday for us here in Brisbane come this summer in a few months' time. Well, we're all going to have, of course, tropical nights because we're in a tropical area and uh, we frequently have uh, temperatures above 20 degrees. Um, so look, um, look forward to those blood clots and my blood thickening. Um, <laughs> isn't that ridiculous? God, that's ridiculous. What about, and you can what
2: see about
1: here. people living in PNG? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point, man. Anyone, anyone in the tropic of Capricorn and up, like seriously? Or Singapore, or Malaysia, or yeah, exactly. Vietnam. It's, it's just or more stupidity Thailand, or Anything, Bali. anything can cause a blood clot, except for the clot shot, which they list as one well, of side effects, the side effects. What? The, well, I think we it, don't,
2: I don't think discuss that. <laughs> I think I just rattle off a few countries to probably, you know, a total of about 200 million people there that all live in like, you know,
1: very tropical conditions. Mm, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that was, I I thought that was an article I forgot that was a Facebook post. I was looking for it. That's the one you always wanted. The other one I was going to share of yours, but yeah, go on.
3: Yeah. How's that though? They're they're not, they're trying to do the, the, we've been talking about for months general, how they're going to start morphing the narratives, Mm. you know, how, how, the the covid narrative which include which includes sort of covering up injuries and sudden death adult sudden death syndrome yeah, and all sads, of these made up yeah. things and everything can cause you to die even now 20 degrees supposed to heat waves in the uk but they're morphing that with the climate change so climate change is causing you to have these injuries which yeah. are really when you look at it there is no Climate change causing a heat wave, and it's not causing the blood clots. Something else is, so they're doubling up on their narrative now, and, and they're and starting to And that's what we say
1: it. they do, don't they? They don't, they don't forget it and go, oh no, we, we've said the wrong thing. No, they just goddamn double down on that stuff, don't they? And that is a, you're right, that's a clear example of them in doing it, in the inverting the reality once again and doubling down on it. Fuck me, it doesn't get any more ridiculous than that. Yeah, I mean, Unreal. Uh, Unreal. I did see there was someone. Oh, I'm... Just, Straining my memory here, but someone went and put together. I'd I'd have to dig it up, but they did a like we I think we may have shown them before examples of all the different things and different headlines that people have put up from around the world in different news, uh, mainstream news things like what causes you know uh, you know sleeping too long causes blood clots, uh, watching TV too long can cause you to have a heart attack, um, you know all these different things. And there was something like about two hundred or so. Like there was. Literally, there was hundreds of them that someone had compiled and found all that. these ones yeah, and gone. And, and of course, none of them said that it was, of course, the uh, clot shot, which was the only thing that has been um, in their own, uh, you know, side effects and, and adverse events they have to list. Uh, says that it can actually cause. So yeah, none of those were actually listed. Of course, it was everything else in the world. You know, my goodness, breathing too loud and. Um, just we weird, the weirdest things you can think of, and we've seen so many examples of them. And I mean, Danielle digs them up all the time. My wife and she, we we put them in the group in the chat telegram every now and again. We just have a good laugh because it's just so ridiculous. But
3: um, you just imagine... if I remember, general, mm-hmm. if I remember in that collage, wasn't one saying that cold weather causes blood clots? So what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think well, you're right. What actually. do we do? <laughs> what do we do, guys? Well, like I said, hot weather. Yeah, we're cold
1: doomed. weather. <laughs> Cold weather, I can't eat, I can't, hot breathe. weather, tropical weather. Um, yeah, soon it'll be podcasts <laughs> cause blood clots, you know what I mean? So,
2: <laughs> don't give them ideas, man.
1: <laughs> I don't think I need to, I think they've pretty much covered everything, Andy. Like, it's oh, I'd have to I'll try and find it for the listeners out there, and um, I'll, if I can find it, I'll link it or I'll put a picture of it or something. But yeah, unbelievable. A oh, man, sure I mean, at least these forget.
2: globalists actually do have a sense of humour.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that, Andy. You are correct. They certainly do, and it is a sick and twisted sense of humour. But they, yeah. yeah, a sense of humour nonetheless, because of course they're joking. They are kidding themselves and everyone else.
3: Ah, oh, boys! Well, it's, it's, it's it's the greatest man. show on earth. What a time to be alive! <laughs> it's, Agreed. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> we'll just chalk that up as the saying of the year. I think. It's for... Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, But more on the COVID nonsense here as well, too. I I shared these in the group, so you can have a quick look at them. So this out of um, ABC News here in uh, Australia, folks. Uh, Thursday, the 14th of July, AFL, the AFL, the Australian Football League. That's the Aussie rules. AFL here in Australia for all the international listeners. Of course, we have Rugby League and Cricket and Rugby Union and all that sort of stuff. But AFL is the other major sport over here. AFL lifts COVID-19 vaccine mandate for players and club staff. Now, this was a huge deal coming into, not even the start of this season, but I think the start of the last season. Um, They were very big on, and we've even talked about this prior, I'm pretty sure, geez, i have to dig that up too, where they were trying to make flu shots mandatory for players as well. I'm pretty sure we covered that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly certain we did on this podcast before. Um, talking about how, you know, this was before the days of COVID. you know, this was probably in the first year or two of the show, um, you know, before the COVID stuff started. And yeah, they wanted to make flu shots mandatory for all the players because of whatever, you know, flu was, oh, the big thing through the roof, of course. Um, but then of course, COVID nonsense rolled around and then they said, well, every single player, coaching staff, anyone who goes anywhere near a football field has to have their uh two mandatory doses of a COVID 19 vaccine here in australia and that went for every code as well it was for rugby union rugby league all the cricketers <clears throat> a few of which who have died even the past ones um we've had all women's sport you know netball all these ones we've had here they've all had to pay it was part of their their deal you can't play unless you jabbed, basically And that was the big deal out of it um, I do know that if there's a couple that have been able to slip through one who played today for Melbourne storm, big Nelson, Asafa Solomona Solomon, apparently he got an exemption from one of his doctors, which was, <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but he did good on him. I'm kind of glad that he did, but, um, yeah. So, and now here we go. This, this is what we're seeing. AFL now lifts the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for players and staff. AFL has removed its COVID-19 vaccine mandate, paving the way for exiled, exiled, exiled players to return to the top level. Players, coaches, and club staff will no longer need two doses of an approved vaccine in order to train and play. The move brings the league into line with the government requirements that legislate only specific industries need employees to be fully vaccinated. Of course, that health and all that sort of shit. Um, the league raised, uh, so the league released a statement saying those players who were not fully vaccinated and ineligible to, ineligible to play, and now departed their clubs as a result may now seek to re-enter the AFL or the AFLW system. Of course, that's the women's league. Um, the AFLW players who were not vaccinated but remained as li- inactive listed players were now eligible to be reintroduced into the preseason training. Uh, so, guys, I'm talking a little bit about that, but. There you go. And now I noticed, um, was this the same day? Let me quickly check here. It says two days ago. So this was the next day. So after that move, and I'll get your thoughts on that first. uh, Sorry, after I cover this one as well, boys. But this one now came out uh, out of afl.com.au from their own website. The Blues, the Carlton Blues, seek compensation for losing unvaccinated defender. Liam Jones may return to the AFL next season after the league lifted its vaccination mandate, but if he does his former club will seek compensation. Carlton coach Michael Voss says the club will pursue compensation for losing Liam Jones as strongly as we possibly can which of course I would suggest means litigation, but following the AFL's decision to end its COVID-19 vaccine mandate the key defender refused to comply with the mandate and opted to retire instead last November, rather than Uh, move to the Blues' inactive list. The 31-year-old has since been playing in Queensland's State League, but is now tipped to attempt an AFL comeback. Uh, So there we go. So uh, another example, he he chose to... Well, uh, didn't want the Vax. you know, very smart man. He chose, well, I'm going to retire instead, not just be inactive. I'm going to... If that's that's what you want from me, I'm not going to succumb. Well done to to this young man who um, stood up tall and went, no, screw you to the system um given jones's unusual situation the league could make an exception uh where are we here i wanted to talk about a bit of they did mention it here. It might be a different article we'll see compensation if he if he signs for a rival club um i'm sure i saw somewhere where they were able to they were thinking about basically suing the government uh maybe it might not be decided but there we go anyway look i'll just um, throw it back to i'll, I'll go across to you first this time ethan um, so there we go we're starting to see a, a bit more of this sort of rollback we've talked about it in different um, I mean health they haven't done it of course but you know different jobs and requirements and things like that they're starting to roll them back you know teachers and schools they went oh you don't need the vaxxers anymore I mean too bad to all the suckers that went out and got them but I mean, well done to the to the folks that said, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." May have changed their lives, and of course, one of our good listeners of the show, um, get a to Chris uh, to Addy. He um, his missus was a teacher, and she chose to um, you know, it was chose her priority over her own body and her own choice. So she retired as a teacher, unfortunately, something that she loved doing and trained all her life to do. And now they've gone another way and changed their lives, but um, you know, they've rolled back those decisions for different things, and here we see um. But one of the big codes, the AFL, now saying, ah, we don't need the vaccines anymore. And yet, what are we seeing in the media? Cases are through the roof. Oh, my God, you need masks again. All this, we're going to recommend masks. We're going to recommend more doses. Here, go get your fifth booster now and all this sort of garbage. And yet, the AFL says we're going to roll back the need for these mandates. Interesting. Thoughts on that one, Ethan?
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing, General. You can't really be too... Um celebratory until all of these state of emergency laws disappear because they're already, as you mentioned, starting to ramp up all the mass talk again mm. and cases going through the roof and record deaths. And you just really don't know, as long as they can just flip the switch at any moment and just reinstate all of these things as the public emergency orders, even in Queensland, are still going till September of this year, That's right. which they'll just extend again. They can have these powers to do this. So... It is really good to see and I'm really proud of everyone that is that stood by their morals and their bodily integrity and mm-hmm. campaigned and Big were time. able to survive and weather the storm and hopefully, like I really hope that this is the end of it and people can go back to work and they've got their percentage that they wanted to do and that the Epsilon agenda is going to affect them but for those that stuck with their guns they can get back to business now. Hopefully that is the case, and it really is good to see stories like this about the AFL. Um, Hopefully they will be able to sue them. I thought it was interesting that Queensland, we dropped all of our mandates right as all of those police took the court challenge to the Supreme Court about the mandates. Mm. You know, it's almost like they could be doing this genuinely or they could be rolling stuff back as a way to not have to deal with lawsuits and all of this type That's of stuff for dragging is. this on for so long, you know? So hopefully he might be able to do something legally, but again, it's, it's more the thing, well, why are you trying to sue us now? Unless he's going for sort of loss of compensation for his career. But as you said, he, he said he's retiring. He didn't say like he announced he's retiring. So he's is he entitled to all of those earnings over that time that he hasn't played when he actually mm-hmm. retired? And why are you challenging the court when there's no mandate anymore? You see how they could be doing the sleight of hand trick.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so I remain sceptical, but I'm really happy that people are starting to get back to work. Are starting to, that. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. And even if stuff does come back, at least for now, people might be able to eat a little bit better, live a little bit better for being discriminated against for the last few years. And that includes sports codes. Yeah. So really good to see, but... You we should always just be wary in my mind.
1: Yeah. Andy, um, thoughts on that one, mate, as well as what Ethan's
2: uh, put Um, forward. Sorry, can I just clarify? Uh, General, did you say that um, the football club were suing the state government?
1: No, that's what... I thought I I saw that somewhere and it may have just been a comment that I've seen. I was trying to find it, but I couldn't seem to find it. I I may have confused it with a comment that I saw, but it, it does say on that where is it um, you know blues to in the club seeks compensation for losing an unvaccinated defender so to me oh, okay. like who are they seeking compensation from you know well, it, well, it it's wasn't probably... it wasn't AFL that made them do it it was the government said you have to have these in place and then it was just handed on down so to me that I'm reading that like well they're seeking the club seeking compensation surely from from the wouldn't it be the government I mean or like why would they well, go? It could to the... be the
3: AFL. yeah. It could be, but they, they they, it yeah. wasn't
1: their it wasn't their call. You know, they, they they didn't have the option to say, "No, we're not going to do that." Government. The government said, "You have to do this." It's it's now our rule. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, "Well, yeah. why would you really go to tough. them? Would you go above them? Wouldn't you?" These, anyway,
2: these um these, like the AFL and the NRL are so into all of these these government like um, motives. Like it's just they're so. They're so into it, you know, mm. like they, there's no way no one from the AFL has ever stood up against, you know, like um, all of these agendas, like, you know, the Aboriginal agenda or, you know, the, the whole rainbow agenda or now the COVID agenda. They've all just like walked lockstep with these governments. So mm. I, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make much sense. <clears throat> and who are you going to sue? You know, no. you know, no. you can't sue the government because it's like, oh, well, we're taking advice from the, you know, the health minister, yeah, just and we're ran to the next person. And, you know, won't they? yeah, yeah, it just <laughs> it, it, it never goes anywhere. So mm. you know, it's it's probably I don't know, it just sounds like nonsense. But um, but yeah, interesting. The thing that confuses me is like, you know, all of this so-called wine back. Exactly what Ethan was just saying. And it's just and. and you know everyone should be worried that the power still rests with these state premiers and uh, it confuses me that like that they seem to be doing the wind back with these things and then also then through the media putting fear about different variances and things going on or, or will we we potentially may need to bring back the masks and things like that so it seems to be two edges of, of the sword that are sort of, in play here and and it seems to be that one agency doesn't really know what the other agency wants to do so it's yeah it's a bit confusing at the moment
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is it's it's just another thing to kind of keep an eye on as to yeah the motives for doing it you know especially you you, you think back to what they did in terms of drastic measures for for controlling COVID, yeah we'll say COVID or COVID. I like say COVID but anyway, you know, it was shutting, locking down in cities for one or two cases that, that were made up, you know, like oh, this guy got, you know look, what was it uh, in Victoria, Dan Andrews got busted, which of course nothing happened, when a guy they said that a guy got um, sick or, or caught it you know, restaurant that he ate at, and that restaurant was up for lease and wasn't even open. You know what I mean? Like, well, oh, oh he checked in there, did he? Oh, did he? Really? It's not even open. It's closed. So what's your story now? Oh, no. then they just, no one asks any more questions. You know what I mean? Like it was, so that when they were doing these drastic measures for for such little, little, you know, evidence of anything, and now it's like, it's it's a, it's, a, it's an epidemic, it's thousands of cases and deaths, and that's all we hear about now is deaths, 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 and cases, cases. Uh, and yeah, we're all winding everything back, so it's very strange. But uh, one of those things we've just got to keep an eye on. But here's another one I saw as well that was uh, shared in the group. <laughs> um, what's the time frame we've heard about these vaccines from uh, the likes of uh, blokes like the former Pfizer Vice President, Michael Yeadon. Um, I think he put a time limit on maybe, was it three to five years? We're going to see lots of deaths happening because of all these shots and stuff. Um, That that sounds familiar to me. Um, Let me see. ABC News, here we go. 12th of July. Aortic stenosis dubbed as a silent heart condition that could kill 50,000 Australians in five years. So there we go. It's just another weird... So, you know, a silent killer, a condition that seems to have come out of nowhere, and
3: in coincidence. We
1: all, we all need to t- pay attention to it because, yeah, this could, you know we're going to see all these Australians dying from this particular condition, fifty thousand odd, uh, and that's just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, you're right, just a yet another, another coincidence. Um, of course, the only thing that's changed in the last couple of years is the massive, of course, vax rollout of these COVID-19 vaccines. So yeah, big article there. I'll put that in the link for the uh, show notes as well, there, folks. Crazy stuff. It's unreal. It's it, unreal. Mm.
3: We yeah. live in a, the twilight zone. We live in a completely dystopic world. All wells, inversion of reality, two plus two equals five. This is what's going on now. And we're going to see massive after effects of this massive jab operation over the next five years. You know, and it's gonna be very interesting to behold the excuses which it seems like they're already starting to rile them all up. Mysterious disease pops up here, a new condition yeah. here. Yeah. Twenty degree nights causes blood clots, you know? Yeah. It really is incredible. And it makes you think, do these people really believe this stuff that they are publishing? Do they really like are they that gone? And I believe that they are. I believe that they just don't have the ability to process this information, most yeah. of the masses, but it really makes you think, how can people just believe this after all this time?
1: Part of me wants to wants to believe that your, your big pharma is going to these research groups and going, all right, we need you to write up a paper or a research or, or write something that says this particular condition is now coming out and no one knows why or something, you know, and it's something we need to keep an eye on and it's affecting these groups of people and whatnot, you know what I mean? But they will never link it back. But I, I just think, seem to think that the, the people doing these articles and these studies that are finding these, that you know they're coming out saying aortic uh, stenosis is a silent heart condition and could kill 50,000. Obviously, there's there's more to that article and people can read through it there, of course. But I, I tend to think that there's there's money coming from somebody to say, here you go, we're going to fund this little research study. might take you three months. Do it here's what we want you to publish, there you go. And it, and it helps that narrative, like you're saying, of all those things, everything else but the clot shot, everything else, it's something else, it's something else out there, you know. Never look over here, because we want you to look over there, and that's just another one of those articles. But I tend to think, yeah, you're right, there's probably some of that as well, where these people really do, don't have no, no idea, and they're just thinking that they're doing good work, possibly, but um, I just think that with the money talks, and of course, the money to do these studies usually almost always comes from big pharma
3: to do these studies. Of course, yeah. yeah, absolutely, general. For me, it's more the journalists publishing all of this stuff that are getting the news out there. You know, you used to think oh, journalists as as people that used to seek the truth, and we try to do that <laughs> with this podcast and with our websites. Try to be a proper journalists, but you know, it's just. They are just a propaganda wing, uh, whatever. Like, they, they're the point should fight back against that and say, no, that's bullshit. Uh, you know, of course, they're doing all of the money deals and, and big farmers just been corrupt for ages. And the FDA and all of the clinical trials have been corrupted, as we've even detailed on the website with Pfizer. They've lied about it. They've covered the deaths of participants. They were promoting a third sh- shot when they were saying two was safe and effective, they're already doing the trials for the third shot. You know, they have always been doing crazy business like this and and the corruption runs deep through big pharma and all the way through to doctors and stuff. But like the journalists that are just regurgitating this information, they must just be the lowest of low um, that are hired, just the bare minimum, because surely you know, you'd have to after a while just say, What the hell am I publishing? Like this new disease? You would have to consume that much information that you would understand the narrative better than most people would because you're constantly writing about it. You would see the holes, you would see that that's not making sense. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they pushing back? Well, we know that they're involved in this whole money making scheme too. As Andy mentioned, the AFL, the NRL. They still remained on TV. They were all in on this too. You know, it's a big club. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's atrocious to see this type of thing. We, we live in a twilight zone, as I mentioned.
1: Yeah. And, and speaking of, of funding as well, I'm just going to screenshot one more time. I'll just make sure this can be a little bit bigger. Actually, I'll enlarge it after I share it. You don't really need the... Um, it only goes for about a minute. And we don't need the, the volume... I'll put it on my end, but...
3: Yep.
1: Let's make it large here so everyone can see this. Again, link will be in the show notes. All right, so this is in regards to the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration. And this TikTok user's done a little video talking about the the TGA and uh, where they get their funding from so so the BMJ the British Medical Journal did an article talking about where these big uh, watchdogs of these industries get their funding from okay So Australia has the highest proportion of budget from industry fees, which is 96% of its budget comes from industry fees, okay? Which is basically coming, uh, their fees they take from pharmaceutical companies when approving their drugs. So yep, nine out of every 10 drug applications gets through and uh, that's where 96% of their budget comes from, yeah. There we go. Look at that example there from that graph. That's from around the world, of course. So Australia leads the way in how much uh, our drug regulator actually takes from the industry. Uh, I, th- I actually thought the USA would be higher, to be honest, but that kind of surprises me. But there you go. Interesting. Let me jump out of that one now. They just they just hide it better. <laughs> you're probably not, uh, not wrong there, Ando. Yeah, I reckon you're right about that. But there you go. Yeah, That's- well, the US...
3: They yeah. get all their profits already just through charging outrageous prices for the drugs to begin with. That's just they it. don't need to do it. Yeah. They're just they're don't just open to, with don't the, have the
1: schemes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Not
3: really yeah. That yeah. That's it. They just make the profit. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I'd throw
1: that in there for the listeners as well, so they can uh, sort of see what we're referring to there with regards to that. All right, change gears one more time. Here we go. We're gonna jump over to TOTTnews.com. Uh, Again, tons of uh, info coming out of there, but this one I thought, because there's a bit of chatter about this, we've kind of mentioned it in previous shows as well, Uh, with regards to things like, you know, genders, and we've mentioned it before, I'm sure there was another state in Australia that was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, WA, where they removed or added non-binary on their driver's licenses or something like that in terms of different genders, it was something like that, but... Uh, this one's interesting. So, Ethan, I'll, I'll cross over to you to take us through this one here and I'll, I'll screen share and, and scroll through as we're doing it. Let me just make it a little bit bigger for the folks.
3: Yep, so All right. recently published on the website at tottnews.com um, and it's talking about a new proposal to make gender documentation optional on birth certificates. And there's a whole range of other things that they're also proposing with that, including to allow for a change of sex every 12 months. Um, So this is something that's being considered uh, by the Queensland government and Queensland Health because gender requirements are discriminatory, say, lobby groups. So we need to change that. Um, And this has been making news this week, and what it would do would be to... Um, they were told terms mother and father would become optional and they would also have the option of not declaring a gender for their babies on their birth certificate. So this is what a women's group was told by the minister who later confirmed this for uh, the the media. And so what they will do is allow this to happen. They will also allow you to change that gender every 12 months if you so see fit. So...
1: What a pain in the ass. It can ass. be optional.
3: <laughs> you can change it. <laughs> it's it's to be inclusive. This is uh, oh, to help people sorry. in general. Yep, yeah. yeah, of course. It goes on to continue to say that children aged between 12 and 16 could identify as another gender if they had support from one or both parents, while under 12s would at least need support from both. So. Well, oh, thank God about that. You know, was, hopefully there's some parents out there that can stop this. But, you know, we've seen a, an onslaught of parents that support this stuff. My child's transitioning. And then it says anyone over the age of 16 will be able to identify as another gender as long as they had a supporting statement from someone who's known them for at least 12 months. And that was uh, reported by the Courier-Mail. Now, it says some evidence from health practitioners and legal support may be needed, but this is a radical change, General, from mm. the current laws which say that you must... Children are assigned a gender by their parents before they reach 60 days of age. So they've documented that by their parents. Which is also Now they, say this, anyway. is dis, now they say this is discriminatory to intersex people. Um, So they're putting pressure to nominate a gender and allowing it to happen but the attorney general um said that it's to improve recognition for trans and gender diverse people and they'll even talk about consideration for same sex couples to be registered as mother mother or father father if they choose to so that's what's happening here in Queensland but this isn't a new phenomenon as you mentioned general and mm-hmm. so To continue the article i talk about some of the other states that have already been on board or states that are already getting there and so tasmania is already on board in 2018 they tabled uh, amendments for um the legislation removing the need for transgender people to divorce their partners if they want their birth certificate changed and then in 2019 they allowed they were the first state to allow transgender agender people To obtain a birth certificate that accurately reflects their gender identity Victoria did this in 2019 they've enforced new rules that um, a trans person can change the recorded sex on their birth certificates without having to undergo sex affirmation surgery and then they're also going to um, change you know terms like mother and father they've been doing that for a couple years now in the Northern Territory change theirs in uh, 2018 so that people can identify as non-binary on their birth certificate and intersex and then for the rest of the country we're pretty much starting to get there like south australia they have loose guidelines for it so if you're over the age of 18 you can apply for registration if you've got either a a person provides a statement by a medical practitioner, or be a psychologist certifies that. So there's no clinical, <laughs> there's no clinical or surgical. Like it says, note the term clinical, not surgical or physio medical. So they don't really have to be an expert. You can just go see a a shrink that, as John the Bonds done some great work in the past, and he's talked about how a lot of these psychologists are really in on the authorship in a lot of these organizations so obviously they are profiting off the the prevalence of this type of thing in young children at the same time they're convincing them to be the ones to to do this and that it's normal so that they profit off of their own work right yeah, yeah. so this is what we're seeing in in south australia new south wales you still have to reconstruct your physical sexual characteristics to be able to do so so it's not that there's it's banned in any of these states But you still have to have surgery in New South Wales, for example. But they're already on the way to a more progressive future. They're looking to change this. They recently released commemorative rainbow birth certificates at the um, 2022 Mardi Gras so that it um, removes your, your gender from it. And it's a way to let them know that we're progressively looking at as they said, they had the Have Your Say survey, which showed overwhelming support for a birth certificate with a rainbow design. So New South Wales are working on that. And then Western Australia. In 2018, the Western Australian Law Reform Commission actually recommended leaving gender off of birth certificates. But as of 2022, the McGowan government has not fully considered this report. So I saw that last week and someone commented on that. But they said that they, if they, if voters reelect a McGowan government, they remain committed to LGBTQIA+ plus reform. Yeah, just put across on the, the state. Yeah. So, exactly. So it's more of an election. Please vote for me, Q. Sort of like mm. the Labor government did with the federal election. So. I know I've been talking a lot there, I'll throw back to you guys, that's what's happening in Queensland, but not so radical, because as we've seen, Tasmania, Victoria, Northern Territory are already on board with this type of cultural Marxism, and the other states are pretty much already there, and at the end of the day, it's not like you can't do this, there's just restrictions in the states that you can do this, and Queensland was the, the one state that was standing tall for so long, and now... We look like we're going to uh, continue down that path, General. So no more gender on birth certificates. And you can change it every 12 months if you like, mate. Isn't that crazy? What do you think about
1: that? Oh, my God. Well, I I don't know if there's a term or a coin for it, but I'm going to label myself as a genderist because I think there's only two fucking genders, male and female. So call me a genderist from now on. I'm not a sexist. I'm a genderist. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> far i mean it, this kind of annoys me a little bit i mean it annoys me greatly but um you know there was that told you, you would have heard of the saying i think therefore i am right that's an old philosophy term and stuff yep. all right um which kind of annoys me because it kind of lets these idiots get away with what they want well i you know you, biologically you're either a male or female but kind of opens the door for these fuckers to go, well, I think I'm a this, and therefore I am. You know, like, oh, God, I'll strangle them a little bit, you know? Uh, this, this just blows me away, because it's it's this creep. We've been seeing this cr- gradual creep coming through of this this whole gender agenda, you know what I mean? And um, wasn't that the name of a a doco? Gender agenda or something? Didn't... didn't Andy, what was the chick that did the doco at your place? Oh, um. Because she wrote about this, is not she? The transgender um, agenda and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did uh, the, the, the film oh, then? Ethan, you know her really well. Um, oh,
3: the name escapes me, that's all.
1: What was the, the chick yeah, that yeah, did the yeah. doco at um, Andy's place, Ethan?
3: Oh, La- Lauren Southern. Lauren, Lauren Southern, Southern, that's the one. Yeah. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah. Truth um, yeah. yeah. about trans- transgender treatment, where she spoke pretty in-depthly at Andy's house, a great presentation about yeah. um, the, the harm that these are causing. Yeah, and, that's it's right. you know, it's part of this whole eugenics agenda to uh, sort of breed out the undesirables, as they said, with eugenics modernization. But, yeah, yeah Lauren's done some pretty good work.
1: That all ties all into it as well, you know what I mean? But and it's, it's good for her to expose that harm that it causes and the harm that it's doing to these individuals because the amount of... I've seen so many, uh, even some of the big celebrities who... Um, let me think, Arquette, one of the Arquettes, um, not David Arquette, um, Alexis Arquette, I think, who was was a male and then transitioned to a female, um, apparently came out saying, you yeah, know, wish I'd never done it, you know, like, it's caused me all this harm and blah, 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 you know, was speaking out against all these people doing it and saying, don't do it, you know, like... There's a lot of them who have come out the other side and gone, wow, this isn't what it's all cranked up to be because they kind of got conned into it. You know, they were kind of tricked into it by the medical profession and the medical industry saying, oh yeah, like sort of like what um, you, you were referring to, what John Lebon was talking about, how they're kind of, yeah, yeah, we we can do this, and you know, it's and then they get paid for going along with it, and, you know, all that sort of stuff, like pushing these poor yep. people into doing it, taking advantage of of probably something else that's gone wrong in their lives, you know what I mean? And they just kind of tied it into this this gender dysphoria that these people seem to have, but when they really don't, you know, it's, I think it's deeper than that. Sorry, go.
3: Yeah, for sure, mate. It does go deep. And I think Lauren did a great job. She sort of is that really good middle ground because as we always say, it's it becoming a tribal um, type of a militant opinion person is not really the best way to go. There's always a middle ground in the middle and she does a good job talking about, she spoke to a doctor and and she's looked at a lot of the papers and she has discovered gender dysphoria is actually a real thing, but it's for a tiny percentage of the people that you would see today that is transgender. The rest is all culture manufactured. It's all, you know, the big George Soros, LGBTQ billionaire push to brainwash children and stuff, which is not like Lauren Southern. Speaking of her, she just recently was on a podcast with Blair White who is a male that transitioned to a female, who speaks out against drag queens influencing kids and does all this and says, look, it was my decision to become a woman or what I feel that I'm a woman. She's, But he says, I know that I'll never fully be a woman. I'm not trying to say it. Like there are rational mm. um, trans people out there that fight back against like this cultural Marxist element of it. They're saying, let us have freedom. We're not trying to influence your kids. We're not trying to brainwash. We think that it's stupid that they're trying to tell people and morph thought, but they get, even in the trans community, they get blacklisted. They get criticized. They get called traitors against for speaking out and really trying to push back against this cultural push where people like I was young. I had to go through the emo phase general with all of my generation the early 2000s everyone was an emo depressed and all that type of stuff and it was a cultural fad this is the cultural fad now that they're trying to influence children with and now try to get you know parents to put on their baby's birth certificate that they're no gender before they even have the decision to think properly Mm. this is the, the where it's gone too far so it's not that i'm even against People that want to do that, you're free to go do that. Just don't influence. And there are groups in the trans community that agree with that, that are rational with that. But it's this militant cultural Marxist wing that has taken over and tries to dismiss and discredit those people and discredit people like ourselves for standing up for our children, for saying we don't want to be a part of this. That's the problem.
1: Yep, absolutely. And there's a brilliant documentary too. I'll just quickly screen share now. and I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Um, I haven't actually watched it all the way through yet, but it's called a guy by the name of Matt Walsh, uh, put it together. It's called What Is a Woman, um, and he you know he interviews all these trans people and all this sort of stuff and puts them on puts them in their place basically because they they don't they can't even describe what their own side of the argument is and it's really it does a really good job of breaking it all down and goes quite deep into it It goes for about an hour and a half too and the full version of it um, I think it's got some Arabic subtitles I'm not sure apologies for whatever messing up that language is Um, but there is some subtitles in it and stuff but um, it is available the whole thing's available you know he talks to all these different trans women and (laughs) They're not happy with him as well when they when he interviews him. It's quite interesting. Um, so I'll definitely put a link in the show notes for people to check that out too. It's one uh, I've got to finish watching too, but I've enjoyed the. First, I only watched about the first half hour of it, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes for the folks as well. It's a good one. I think you'll enjoy. I those. saw that
3: advertised. Yeah, it kept popping up. In, yeah, it was popping up in the ads yeah.
1: all the time. They pushed really hard to advertise it and stuff. But since That's since cool it got that released it's on YouTube, I haven't yeah. heard a peep about it. Yeah, so. Um, it's one of those ones I might actually rip or I might steal off YouTube because that's the kind of ones that get shut down so I'll I'll rip that off YouTube and phew, keep a copy for myself anyway in case it goes put it up on BitChute maybe yeah it won't go from there <laughs> uh, but there we go the
3: you? Yeah, M- oh, sorry on millions of Remember when you used to just be able to find millions of videos on YouTube? Not millions, but there'd be heaps of videos with millions of views mm-hmm. just on these types of topics, and yep. now they're all just gone. All the old 9-11 documentaries, oh. all the old... Everything's yeah. all gone. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. Definitely try and take that and, and, and will. preserve it for history.
1: <laughs> I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip that one off because I've got a few links of YouTube converting and download sites, which I can use to rip... Uh, rip those off, and I might just chuck it up on my YouTube channel anyway for, for posterity. So it's up there and it's available. But you're right, yeah. It used to be used to find so many 9 um, 11 docos and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, they all just shadow banned them, and now they've just deleted them because they, you know, go up against community standards. Uh, all that sort of bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, but before we uh, move on from there, Ando, I will get your take on that one too. So uh, Ethan's piece there. Just heading back to the top there. Gender could soon become optional on birth certificates in Queensland. Um, yeah, I can't wait to change mine. I'm going to change my gender to, I'm just going to have it as legend or yeah. fucking champion. Don't you call my, my gender the general? There we go. Why not? That's what I'm I identify, like, as, my, like, I identify I, as, I, I identify
2: as the general. I identify as um, Big a 100 kilo bar of gold. <laughs> Oh, and you know what? I want and people anyone to actually. Who thinks differently is uh, a- a- racist Andy, I and want people homophobic.
1: to to go against it. I want them to exploit this. I want this to be a massive fuck up. I want people to actually exploit this and do it for the purpose of 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 allowing people to see of the sham and the shamals this, this fucking thing is. I want I want kids in school to take advantage of this. You know, go to school one year and everyone's calling them Miss or or. You know, whatever weird gender thing, and make sure that the teachers do it. Otherwise, they can get the teachers fired for going against your gender, and then come back next year and you'll be the opposite. You know, and make them just yeah. just for the sake of fucking doing it, just for the sake of taking advantage of that stupid fucking rule and shit. Why not,
2: hey? Eh? So it's unbelievable, isn't it? You know, it, I mean, it needs to be mocked. It does need to be mocked. You're quite right. You need to thrash the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, you know and it's amazing how serious people get like people like that um uh, that movie that you just mentioned like it's just they're so se- they're so into it you know like yeah. it's just <laughs> no one no one's breaking out laughing which i just i don't know how you, you will when you watch that o,
1: you will you've got to watch it it's awesome you, you'll you'll be laughing at these people these idiots trying to put their case forward for all this gender business and you you watch Matt just tear shreds off them of because they just can't explain what they're on about, you know. Oh it's I'll really definitely joy. watch it. Mm.
2: But man, I oh, look I just I feel so sorry for the kids, you know, you got you got kids under ten being, you know, like thrashed with this bullshit. I mean it's 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 absolute child abuse. Mm. And um, that group um, that has transgendered is the highest group um, in reference to suicide? Yeah. Like I, I don't yeah. don't quote me the the numbers, but it's it's huge. It's like sixty or seventy percent or something. It's like absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um, so uh, so yeah, it all ends badly. It doesn't. <laughs> none
3: of it ends. Andy, ends,
2: in, ends well.
3: Yeah. Andy, mate, didn't you know that the reason that the rates of LGBTQ uh, relationships being domestic violence through the roof in comparison to straight couples, suicide through the roof compared to straight people. Didn't you know that those statistics are because they are discriminated against and bullied, mate? That's why it happens. No, That's why we need to teach little... kids <laughs> oh, man, not to bully from. them. It's not because no, there's no, no, anything no, no, no. mentally wrong no, with them and, and got there's a, 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 a continuing, you know, I've got ticking time it's, bomb. It's climate change. It's, it's, it's climate great. change.
2: it's it's from middle-aged white men who disagree with climate change
1: (laughs) oh i saw the best meme the other day oh fuck i don't know who's put it up it was something like my mask protects me from my gender climate covid like it was all this fucking stupid shit it was really funny
3: anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) i should have i should have said that's that's what they
3: (laughs) That's what they talk about, boys. That's that's how they, again, the inversion of reality instead oh, of being able time. to address these poor people that potentially have mental health issues and potentially need health. You've got the media oh, telling them that they're constantly uh, discriminated against and that everyone hates them and that they have no rights, which is completely the opposite. We never have lived in a more tolerable time. They're able to get everything. Every June, every massive corporation changes their um their logos to a rainbow logo you get if you just go abuse someone that's trans in the street you'll have everyone around you call you a piece of crap and abuse you for doing that you know we've never lived in a more tolerable time but there's people like this and it puts them in this state where they feel that they are victims against the world instead of empowering them Mm. and this is a massive thing that leads to these rates being so high but instead of them being able to get help and being able to sort of break free of this media induced and lobby induced fear-mongering that they put on these people um, they are just told that it's because that there's the un- unimaginable amounts of bullying and everyone hates them that's why the rates are so high where it's just you know and it's so like, it's not that we don't care for these people we want to care for these people but we can't have a rational conversation about these things because mm. it's a militant Cultural Marxist lobby that's driving it and brainwashing these people. Uh, yeah. See,
1: where I, so I don't have a pro, like, again, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm a, actually, not actually a genderist, folks out there. <laughs> I just, I just say that for a laugh, of course. I don't give a fuck if these people want to dress up as a woman or say they're a woman, whatever, that's fine. But if you're a man and you want to, to be a woman or vice versa, and where I draw the line at is when you want to see them in, you know, like in public restrooms and things like this, because how many more times do we have to see articles coming out saying, you know, young girl raped by transgenderist, you know, public toilet, you know, because I mean? they've, because they've gone, a man has gone into the girls' toilets, women's toilets, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you may think you're, or dress up as a, as a one, you want to be called one, but you're technically, biologically not. So you need to use the correct bathroom one, you know, and if someone asks you a question, just say, yeah, I'm actually a man, sorry, and I'm going to go in here, you know, like and use the the one and don't go into you know, these situations where they're around young kids and stuff and how many more times do we have to see these drag queens who are getting busted for kitty porn and stuff and that who are then doing story times in in schools and stuff like enough enough is enough you know what i mean like be who you are that's fine you know don't make everyone out don't make such a why are we making such a big deal when there's such a minute minute portion of the population why are we catering to all this sort of stuff we don't need to it's it's senseless it's silly you know i just it's enough is enough for me you know what i mean i like that um oh, what did we see recently gentlemen with regards to was it oh, olympics or someone somewhere where they said you know we're not going to have males competing in female events transgenders aren't going to be able to compete in those events and stuff in in whatever sport it was and like and the whole world was like yes like thank fuck someone has some common sense to say that because you know again i've watched a few documentaries Mm. um weightlifting uh i don't think it was just weightlifting i think it was just in general swimming swimming as well yeah there was a whole thing like it was just transgenders can't compete in in those in others you know Maybe whether they put him in their own category or something, I don't know, but um, who, who gives a fuck? Or we'll just make him, if they're a biologically male, make him race against the men. That's fine. You know what I mean? Don't don't put him in the women's, because of course a man's going to be the woman in those events and stuff. It's just biology. Um, you know, uh, so finally someone had some common sense to come out and do something about it and say something. And, and everyone was in in, in the, the support behind it was incredible. I remember seeing all the comments and stuff. It was fantastic. Um, you know, but you, you've got to draw a line somewhere. Seriously, folks. You just. <laughs> it's not nothing is there is is we don't live in a world of gray areas really things are black and white you've got to draw a line somewhere you know i that's certainly pretty do. black and white for me mate
3: yeah for sure but that's the thing they try to tell us that this whole lobby no there's two different sets of genders there's biological gender and then there's mental gender yes and that's... it's like yeah fine if you want to but even if you want to accept that we're having a conversation now about sport where it's purely the biological gender that is in question here that's the disadvantage we're not talking about whether you believe you're a Mm -hmm. woman or whether people should call you a woman woman you have a disadvantage over the women in that sport whether it be fighting swimming whatever because of the biological makeup of your body Mm -hmm. but So they want to say that there's two distinct forms of gender. But when you try to focus on one of those distinct forms of gender, it doesn't exist all of a sudden. And it's only the mental gender that exists. So it's you can't have a rational conversation with these lobby groups. And it's really great to see that this type of thing is being fought back against because we need to find that middle ground. Yeah. where people can go back to living their own lives and you're not telling people's children what to do, you're know, trying to mass engineer <clears throat> cultural Marxism through education and what have you. Yeah. Um, but there really is a culture war going on, especially in oh. the United States. That's where it's the home of. Yeah. And we're watching that unfold as, as much as anything else, yeah. mate. And the ripple, there is a the, the
1: ripple effects reach us here. That's the disappointing thing about it, mate
3: unfortunately yeah unfortunately we are so, so susceptible to that where in Australia it's it's even well, less the, prevalent
1: look at just issues. entertainment media for example you know what i mean like there's now you know they put they put it in kids movies and you know there's always like a uh you know even in kids disney and cartoon kind of movies there's always this there's, this there's always a new character now who's got this certain thing who pretends you know they're a man as a boy or whatever or, you know what i mean like there's they're introducing it to that to the youngsters now so that it becomes more widely accepted that you know this is part of society and all this sort of stuff and I, I don't mind people i don't i don't mind people breeding <clears throat> being encouraged to be tolerant of of just respecting people for who they are and stuff but that's where it's got to stop you know what i mean once you've they've got your respect that's fine stop pushing your beliefs onto my kids you know what i mean like i've got my own beliefs and stuff we'll be tolerant of yours you you just stay where you are that's fine you know what i mean like yeah well
3: it's sexuality mate it's 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 this whole area where it's like when i grew up you just didn't tell young children about sexuality at all like regardless yeah. whether it was straight sexuality or what. No, children yeah. aren't old enough to start talking about sex yet. There was the whole the birds and the bees. You've got to sit down with your child and have the birds and the bees. This has been all altered by technology and everything, and this is why this has all gone so crazy. But there used to be a time kids don't need to talk about sex at all. They don't even know they haven't even fully developed their own sexual things. Like what do they think that straight people were just indoctrinating their kids about sex? They didn't even mention sex to them. Or if they were talking about, Hey, don't talk about that. That's naughty. That's a naughty word. Or, you know, like we had these morals and grounds and we taught people to respect people, but now they want to come in and say, no, we have to have representation in every movie and put it in every thing. And it's like fine about representation fine about telling your kids, hey, there are people out there that are like this. Don't make fun of them. They are... Yeah. You won't see them everywhere, but just don't make fun of them. We need to be tolerant. Versus putting blatant sexuality and sexual themes and content in front of my young child, which for the last century we didn't talk about sex with children whatsoever. That's mm. the issue. Yeah. That's where the, the it goes over the line.
1: That's where you draw the line. That's what I'm saying. There is a line. Everyone And everyone's got their own line, but there is a line. There's there's not this like it doesn't it's not just just different shades of gray where it's, oh, we're just accepting it and oh I'll bring it on board now no it's not, it's black and white it is you know and you've got a line somewhere Talk about
3: religious intolerance. What's well, the same we thing isn't all these it? These people. Yep. We hate it. We we hate religion shoving it down our throats. Let yep. us make our own decision. Yep. You're doing the exact same thing. It's the it down people's right.
1: throats. Exactly the same thing. Remember they used to do the religion in primary schools back in the day when I was in school. You know what I mean, and if yeah, you know, I I never took part in that sort of stuff. I'd always just kind of sit out and do some whatever reading or whatever. That's fine, but that was that was my preference back then. But um, it was still put in schools and stuff, you know. And then and then and now it gradually got phased out. They, they still there is still an inkling of it around schools. Like sometimes a school will have a dedicated school chaplain and things like this. Uh, like it's they make it available but it's not as enforced anymore yep. it's cuz people were blowing up about it because you know it's not for everyone and stuff and yet now the flip side of it has come in well you know all that um what was the safe schools kind of stuff came into it and you know it wasn't just about bullying exactly. it was about all the gender stuff and that kind of snuck its way in and now that's part of the fucking curriculum now and stuff like it's just ridiculous yeah it just kind of snuck its way in there it just yeah anyway uh, we might start to wrap up the uh, the show for for today, boys. I'm a, I was already fired up. Now I'm getting fired up again. <laughs> Thanks, Ethan. Good one. <laughs> I thought those three fucking JDs were going to calm go me down, but it didn't. <laughs> uh, well, folks, the as always, uh, podcast is doing pretty good. Uh, sitting nearly at about 140,000 for the. For the show so far, download-wise, it's going really well. So we always appreciate folks getting on there and sharing it, liking it, um, subscribing to it. Hell, leave us a comment as well. I do get the odd comment uh, over at Podbean as well from people, uh, which is good to see. So g'day to the folks out there that that, uh, like dropping a line and letting us know they've enjoyed that particular episode and whatnot. Uh, Always good to hear from everyone. Uh, of course, we had Dr. Graham Lyons uh, on the show last time, who was awesome, and we had some good feedback from from uh, Graham being on. People people enjoy Graham on getting on for uh, a yarn as well. It's good to have him back every and again to to check up and see what he's up to. Uh, very very intelligent man, and um, I hope everyone has a lot of time for him as well. I know we can <laughs> I know we can let him loose and he uh, waffles on a bit sometimes, but uh, I try I try and rein him in when I can. It's like having Adam on the show from the Crash Files. G'day, Adam, if you're listening. <laughs> he knows what I mean. Blue, <laughs> <laughs> But he knows. He knows. He always says, oh, just tell me to shut up when you need me to. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good bloke. Yeah. I love Adam. Oh, Anyway, good times, boys. Um, hopefully, um, the world... Oh, actually, there is one more thing I wanted to just touch on very quickly before we... I just remembered seeing it um, over at TOTT News as well because you did put something up on it. Uh, and I wanted to just quick, do a quick roundtable just quickly uh the old georgia guidestones got um demolished they were oh, yeah. uh, attacked yeah, yeah. that was shortly after last week um the previous show because it sort of happened a couple like a week and a half ago now or something but anyway um you did put something up over to ott news so go on over there folks and check it out um if you haven't i'm sure everyone's seen it um i want to just kind of throw around just to see what it what what it means for for you guys and um and i'll, I'll go last as well so ethan i might throw to you first what do you What's your take on it, mate? Someone uh, obviously it's not—I wouldn't call it a terrorist incident, uh, vandalism, perhaps, or was it intentional? What's what's your thoughts on it, man? It's it's curious. I'm still curious about it.
3: Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I don't think anyone really knows the mystery behind this. Um, like my personally, I'm exploring a lot of the. Sort of gematria and the numbers behind it to see, you know, this is more of an inside type of job to do with something to do with rituals or the type of year that it is. Because when you think about it, these Georgia Guidestones are out in the middle of nowhere. Like you have to drive a long way to go out there. It's it's pretty much just in the middle of a far out country town. And then there's all security cameras around this mm. this block. And they. they it's on private blew, land it. too. It was isn't blown it? up. Yeah, it's it's on private land, like yeah. right near a highway, but it's, it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. People mm. don't realise that it really is far out in Georgia just from a lot of civilization. Um And so, yeah, it was just blown up. Interestingly, 4.33 a.m. in the mornings when the explosion went off and, you know, there's a lot of discussion about it and later that morning, I'm sure everyone knows the story, they come in and demolished it. Mm. And, yeah, there's been a lot of theories about did someone do it, is this a plot to let the NWO know we're not having their eugenics agenda or, you know, um, more towards what I'm looking at, you know, maybe this there could have been something behind this just in terms of a a show or something to do with rituals. We know that, like, 9-11 was a mass sort of initiative ritual because there was more eyes focused to that one event than any other in recorded history, and it could be the same thing. I mean, look at how many millions of eyes are looking at this one pillar explode you know so for me it's there's a lot of deep things i'm still trying to work it out i don't think anyone really has the answers as to who or why did it but really fascinating to see it was uh yeah pretty interesting pretty interesting that this happened and this was commissioned by the rosicrucians once they come to america and rosicrucian order and the order of rose cross rc christian is you know rose cross christian rosicrucian yep. So it is. It it goes right to the heart of the sort of occult order that sort of rule over the scientific religion that controls the world. So, yeah, I'm uh, very fascinated about this. I'm going to look uh, some more into it, but what a time, hey? Yeah, uh, yeah. They've been vandalized, but here we are. Yeah, I've I've noticed they've been
1: um, graffitied and stuff before as well. Um, yeah, but now, yeah, if, uh, someone took out one of the pillars, and of course, that's caused it to be unsafe, so they had to demolish the whole thing. Uh, some of those pillars probably could have actually been saved if they wanted to only replace a couple of them, but no, they flattened the whole bloody thing, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, Andy, let's let's cross over to you. Uh, what's your take on that one, mate? You, you obviously saw the uh, footage from the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. Yep. What's your What's um, take on that,
2: one, mate? Yeah, I agree with. Um, I think I, I definitely think it's involved. You know, it's um, part of occultism, and I think definitely the that kind of explosion has something to do with some sort of satanic order, and I I agree with um, Ethan. I think I think the time, date, and um, everything has something to do with it. Um, how, why, what? I've got absolutely no idea, but I definitely think that that's that's what the mm. symbology around that sort of thing is definitely
1: what it's all about and why they did it. So, let, let me throw this at you, Andy, because we're going to talk about this on the on the bonus show content for uh, the Patreon listeners only. It happened within about two days after they refired up soon and did another big. Uh, the old large hadron collider over there i wonder if there was some sort of shift in the our know, temporal reality once again and uh, you know what i mean i don't know i just it just seemed very curious that it just happened just again like only two days after they fired that sucker up again and did the biggest one they've ever done i think the highest power collision they've ever done um uh, i don't know some weird things seem yeah. to happen every time they fire that sucker up so um i know interesting stuff well if yeah, you, you're if diving you guys... right down the rabbit hole there. I know. I wanted to just kind of put a teaser out for the listeners because we're going to do a big show on, on CERN on Wednesday night and uh, talk about all that sort of stuff yeah. and things like the Mandela effect and a few different things. We've got a few cool little docos to, to tee up and things like uh, the opening ceremony. Have you guys seen the opening ceremony oh. of CERN? Have you seen the footage from that shit? That is some occult <laughs> symbolism right there, man. It is wicked stuff. Oh, man. Oh, I we're we're going to go if through... You we're going to talk yeah. About that. Every Sorry, time no.
2: you mention the certain thing, I just, I, I just, my mind just keeps on replaying that opening ceremony. Oh. It was so, it's so weird. It it's is. so freaky. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, that's a good word. I was going to say it's freaky. But here, um, if you guys can see the screen share now, I've just got it on one of the, the Twitter links from 21st Century Wire that uh, Ethan's included in the article there. Watched. I just find it odd that you watch the flash from that light in the background, just as the whatever comes in the explosion and stuff just here we go i'll just go back a little bit watch the light in the background see the flash so the light's just solid and then flash mm. oh okay so it could be actually like well, something it it's
3: almost like a, like like a split a, second before hey
1: like a missile attack or something it's very odd but it just seems to flash at the same time as the explosion takes place but it's got it's someone's slowed it down and i've seen him sort of blow it up and piece it together there's a definite halo that comes up there as well as this the flash from the explosion there when that when it when it does it like it's not it's not light from here reflecting it's that's its own light and then that's its own light when it does it it's just very i think you'll
3: see it hmm.
1: yeah very curious it's like it? a split
3: second before yeah. like a millisecond something there. so i don't know if it was yeah you anyway. think of, you think of it you think of it, you know, like that. this is the whole reason that places like um, Georgia Guidestones and everything were developed by these societies, you know, as a sort of an interconnectory mediary between sort of forces that they believe in. And and we look at the symbology of this, you know, the light in the background, the light and the, the pillars, you know, the twin pillars with the third being the light is always a big um, occult symbol for Freemasons and things like that, this whole process. So... It really makes you think what are we really watching here there's people talking about directed energy weapons you know so it really is fascinating i'm going to be you know looking into this and, and seeing what's going to happen are they going to go back up are they going to be restored yeah. or is this the end of the gorgeous georgia guidestones and the one knows? thing that i
1: thought of because it was all a big you know they were like oh no one was really knows who was responsible for building them there was different names tied into it but these they either didn't exist or it was a lot of mystery surrounding who actually created them and put them there so i wondered i thought the same thing i thought if they do rebuild them i wonder is are we going to now find out who is actually responsible for doing that um maybe we'll actually get some names comes back
3: what if it comes back with new messages on it
1: (laughs) Ooh, yeah keep the population under Whatever, maybe you have a new number of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Revised. <laughs> It'll say something like, take your sixth booster shot. You know? <laughs> uh, sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's, it's any, for, either way, it is very your interesting. Health and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff, though. Eh? Um, I did find interesting that only one pillar got taken out. I wonder if that's symbolic, too, of just yeah. a single pillar. Um, because I, I still I still want everyone to keep an eye out and look for that 811 or 118 symbolos- symbolism and numerology stuff that's been cropping up over the last year or two, especially with in reference to things like the Golden Gate or Golden Gate Bridge or anything Golden Gate kind of related, whether it's in pop culture, media, news, um, it's symbolism and imagery and pictures and movies and lines and all that sort of stuff. Keep an eye on that because... I just wonder if that's symbolic of maybe one of the um, Golden Gate pillars perhaps uh, coming, going to get knocked out, and that's what the attack is going to be. I don't know. I just see that eight eleven, August 11th, or perhaps November 8th, either one of those, depending on if they invert the number um, around that time. So that's that's coming up. It's only about a month or about a month away too, you guys. So if any big event's going to happen, it's those are the dates that seem to be popping up a lot. Um, of course could be wrong this is just some of the chatter I'm seeing from some of the guys in my groups and stuff as well on uh, on Telegram there and um, some I've shared some of that symbolism with you guys before but it's it's kind of uncanny it's very strange uh, mm. very odd very odd that they choose Golden Gate uh, the Golden Gate Bridge a lot and this 811 seems to be popping up in a lot of Dramatria stuff as well with headlines and and stuff happening as well. Anyway, we'll leave it there. I mean, we're probably well over for a good old fashioned terrorist attack, eh? Ah, I think we are too. I think that's coming. It could Inspired be a big, by another big poop rallying be the... cry behind it in America. We need they need a new big um, thing to lead us into the next whatever, you know. <laughs> it's just like another nine eleven, you know. Never let yeah, a good crisis yeah. go to waste.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah
1: all right well let's leave it there gentlemen um thank you again for joining us for another episode of the general knowledge podcast season four episode 18 plenty of topics covered there all the links uh, in the show notes as well folks make sure you check them out and uh we'll see you again
3: ethan thanks mate thank you general thank you andy thanks to everyone out there appreciate the support thanks for listening and spreading the word and we'll catch you next time
1: awesome andy thanks boys. mate I'll um, catch up with you on uh, Wednesday night as well. We'll go through some, have some fun with that one. should be good. Yeah. Look forward to it. Awesome. If the listeners out there are interested, head over to uh, the links for the Patreon in the show notes as well. Um, if, if that's kind of wet your appetite for a bit of a discussion on the CERN and the Super Collider and uh, things like the Mandela effect and all that sort of weird stuff, weird and fun and exciting stuff, we're going to have a good chat. There's plenty of other content out there. We dove dive a little bit deeper into certain topics as well and, if you wanna jump on board, um, certain tiers will get you some extra things as well. I've got, you know, still, still got a bunch of stubby coolers here I can give away for folks as well. So if you jump on and show your support, I'll send out some of those for you as well. Anyway, that's it. I'm gonna we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, guys. It's
0: a Hey